only the the new year. It's a new week, new month, new decade as we enter 2020. And so I've been thinking about this idea, 2020 vision, and what that might look like for my life, what it might look like for our life, and then what it looks like for each one of us as an individual person to get in tune. And as interesting as uh, you probably, I'm not even a musician, but you could tell when he made that first drum what it's like to be out of tune. And Scott, does each string need to be in tune, or can you just have one string in tune? Each one. And do you, do you have to do it like, can you do it once a year? Oh, do it as you go. Yeah. So an instrument is a lot like our lives. And the, the instrument comes in and out of the cold and needs to be retuned. The instrument is played from day to day. It needs to be kept in tune. And you and I, from time to time, can use a tune-up. And I know I do. And so I want to take the time this morning. On the back of your bulletin, it's empty, filled with lines. I would like you to participate. And um, you might think, well, I don't want nothing to do with this. But I might call you up here. So <clears throat> you better participate. No, it's an opportunity. <clears throat> it's an opportunity. All I'm asking is an opportunity for us to do a basically a tune-up. And Scott has a tuner on his guitar, but since he's been playing for 50 years, he can kind of tune the guitar to itself. But if you tune an instrument to an instrument that's out of tune, then both instruments are what? Out of tune. So, however, we have instructions in Scripture to offer our lives as a living sacrifice. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed <clears throat> through our walk with God and that our lives would be a living sacrifice. And so what we have is an opportunity to offer to Him who we are, what we are, what we have. And so we are an instrument. Our bodies, our lives are an instrument. And we're to give that instrument a tune-up on a regular basis. Tuned to God. Tuned to Scripture. Tuned to the Holy Spirit. Tuned to biblical walking, biblical talking. Tuned to godliness. Tuned to holiness. Because if we're tuned to the world, which is out of tune with God, it's not going to help us. So this is just an example. So this is a tool, just like the little tuner. This is called a tuner. And this little tool helps Scott or any other musician put the guitar back in tune. And so if this is in tune, he's in good shape. But if this is out of tune, he's not in good shape. And so the question for us is, what is your life tuned to? What are you tuned to in 2017, 18, 19? And what adjustments do you need to make in your life? And we all know what we ought to do. We all know some areas in our life that may need some tweaking. But that doesn't necessarily mean we know how to do it. And that we can do it without encouragement from one another. That we can do it without instruction and, and strength and 
um, having another instrument that comes up against us and exposes that we're out of tune. <clears throat> so I'm going to just give you eight examples <clears throat> of different areas of our life because there's more than just one area of a human life. And I want us to, I'll give you a word to go with that. And then you're going to just, on your own, because only you know, in a sense, where God is going to lead you and guide you and say, listen, this particular area of your life is out of tune. This particular area of your life is not a living sacrifice. This particular area is basically out of tune. And you can't offer it to God as a living sacrifice because it's out of your control. And so I'm gonna I don't didn't put these in any particular order, but there's eight areas of life, and we're just gonna ask a couple of simple questions of each life. You may say, Well, listen, my life's almost over. If you're still breathing, you're an important person. And maybe you're in a season of your life and you can't do much. You can pray. A praying people. We this past year we say goodbye to some some anchors in our community, people of prayer, and so maybe that's the season you're in. I don't know what season you're in, but what does it mean for you to function responsibly in each of these areas of your life? And so I I just put a simple scale: zero on the bottom, ten at the top. And I, I use that as a scale because just like the tuner or a measuring tape or horror of horrors, when I'm in the kitchen and my wife comes in and says, did you use a measuring cup? And I'm going, yeah, I got one here and I got one here. She says, no, you have to measure and you have to follow the directions. Otherwise, I'm not eating your food and no one else is going to want to eat your food. And so let's just take a look at these things briefly. And the question is, what does it mean for you? Not for me, but what does it mean for you as an individual to function responsibly in each of these areas? And remember, you're not comparing yourself to um, somebody who you think is always better than you. You're comparing yourself to your own Life. You're comparing yourself to Jesus, to Scripture, to the truth. And some of us might be at a three in one of these areas. You know what? If somebody exposes that you're at a three, something that you hear or the Holy Spirit communicates to you that you're at a three, consider that a tremendous blessing because it's an opportunity. Because if you don't know you're out of tune, and you're not functioning in a certain area of your life where you could be functioning better, whatever that would mean in your particular situation, that you would function in a more godly level, a more holy level, a more stable level, a more encouraging level, then you might be just not realizing that. So if, somebody, if you find out, oh, I'm only a three, it's a good thing. Some of you might find out, you're functioning at an 8 in some particular level. But if you're functioning at a 2 in one level and an 8 in another level, it's quite possible that you're out of tune. And so you want to get your strings. Like Scott was saying, each string, the keys on the piano. How many keys are there on a piano? What's that? 
88. So you could have 85 of them in tune. Those other three, they don't matter. They do matter. They matter a lot. So let's just start with um, this list. And you can, when you look at it, it's for you to examine your own life. The scripture says a man ought to examine his life. And Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. So once a year you have an opportunity. You can do it way more than once a year. But this is just a simple tool you can use. So let's start with a V, okay? So the V is for vocational. Your vocation is the job that you have, basically. And whatever that is, in a sense, that some people go and they punch a time clock. they got to be there at 8 o'clock and they punch out at 3.30 or whatever it is. But whatever your vocation is, just a couple of simple questions. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you're a police officer, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a teacher at school, whether you're a snowplow person, a mechanic. But what matters is how you do what you do. Are you a person of integrity? So in your vocation, are you a person of integrity? Are you improving at whatever it is you do? Or are you in a place where you're stalled out? And you just show up because you have to show up. And your vocation has just become an obligation and it's no longer an opportunity. It's time to just take, take a check. Are you in tune in your vocation? Maybe you are struggling. And I would invite you to get your eyes off yourself and look at whoever you're working with and say, how can I make them a better person at their job? And that will give you some start, some energy. So you just look at the vocation area. That's a whole area of a person's life. But if it's out of tune and you're just going through the motions, it affects the other areas of your life. The next would be intellectual. Okay? So you have your vocation and you have your intellectual area. You have a brain, I have a brain. What's your responsibility to use your brain to the best of your ability to honor God as a living sacrifice? So I'd ask just a couple of simple questions. What are you receiving intellectually? Are you receiving? That means you're being taught either by a teacher, a mentor, a student. I mean, you're the student in that. That's part of your intellect that you would be reading that you would be listening, that there would be intake coming in, intel, information coming in. Or have you stalled out? You stopped learning. Well, I know it all, so I've quit learning. I don't need to learn anymore. Well, check that. And put yourself on the scale of that 1 to 10 with your intellect. So also, not only is there receiving, in your, for your intelligence, but there's also giving. Are you teaching anyone anything intentionally, purposely? Are you mentoring? Are you discipling? Are you instructing in some way using your mind and using your capacity and what you've learned and gleaned throughout life? Or basically, are you just walking along, status quo, 
intellect. And also, not only receiving and instructing, but what are you practicing? Are you applying what you're learning? You don't want to fall into the trap of just absorbing information. And all you're doing is taking in information, 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 but you're not applying anything. And the application of the information that you take into your life, that's wisdom. Wisdom is how you apply what you know. And information is the facts of what you know, but the wisdom is how you apply what you know. Next area of life, physically. When you think about your physical body, eating, sleeping, exercise, pretty simple. Eating, sleeping, exercises. What kind of shape are you in as you're entering 2020? What can you offer the Lord as a living sacrifice with your body? And nobody's here to tell you what you should eat, but you should be thinking about some responsibility in your eating, some responsibility in your sleeping, some responsibility in your exercising, some responsible use of the gift of your physical body, your hands, your feet, your strength, your eyes, your mouth. Are you using your physical body in ways that are beneficial to you, beneficial to others, and a a worship before God. Number four, emotionally. Again, the question is, what does it mean for you to function responsibly in each of these areas? Emotionally. How are you handling your anger? How are you handling your irritability? What's your peace quotient? What's your joy quotient in your emotional life? Are you a stable person? And are you moving more toward chaos or more toward order in your emotions? And how are you responsible for your emotions? And I like to think about that in three things. My attitude, my actions, and my reactions. That's connected to more than just my emotions, but that helps me think about um, how my emotional life is doing and that I'm responsible for that, and it's an awesome privilege to be responsible. Next, spiritually. Where are you at in your spiritual life? Are you in tune, out of tune? One string's in tune, all the rest are out of tune. And that's simple. You just ask yourself some simple questions. My time in the Word of God, my time in worship, and that doesn't mean in this building on a Sunday morning. Worship is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your attitude toward God. Do you have a healthy fear of God? Do you have a healthy love for God? How are you spiritually? How's your time with fellowship in with other people, with other Christians, with non-Christians? You wouldn't necessarily have fellowship of intimacy with a non-Christian because they don't have 
a walk with God, but your time loving them, serving them, walking alongside them. So spiritually, how's your prayer life? Are you developing as a person of prayer? And then spiritually, what about your neighbor? What about your enemy? What's your responsibility to your enemy? According to Scripture. By the end of the year, will they still be your enemy if you are obedient to Scripture and you apply Scripture? What about rest? That's the the sixth area of your life. And rest being a time of refueling. That could include recreation. It could include celebration. But it certainly includes recognizing there's a, there's a rhythm to your life that you need to be responsible for so that you can be at your best when you need to be at your best. And that's taking responsibility and getting the proper rest. Proper refueling, filling your tank. Seven, and this is one that I'm still trying to figure out how to describe all that I understand to and want to communicate with this one. But, um, and I may not use the right words, but if I use enough words, I might get close to what I'm trying to say is, uh, is the missional area of your life. Missional meaning outreach, meaning loving people, serving people, um, coming alongside somebody who's hurting and getting underneath them or getting alongside of them so that you're an encouragement to them and you're building them and you're, you're either drawing them along pushing them along, walking alongside them in some way that your life is having an impact on another person's life. It's a mission, a missional way called to be responsible to loving people. How are you doing in that particular area if you look at uh, the scale of 1 to 10? So loving, serving. Is there somebody in your life that you could be mentoring? Somebody that you could be being mentored by. Somebody that you're discipling. Somebody that you're being discipled by. That your life is interacting with others and you're pouring into their life and they're pouring into your life. And then um, that includes uh, relationships. Your marriage, your family, your friends, strangers, yourself. And Scripture tells us over 50 times instructions to love one another and serve one another and give to one another. So that would be your, the missional aspect of your life. And the last thing, financial. That just happens to do with earning, saving, or investing, earning, investing, spending, and giving. And so um, you ask yourself a simple question. How am I doing in each of these areas of my life? Only, in a sense, no one can tell you. 
you need to take this before the Lord and yourself and certainly a few close friends. I would like, I would like every, anybody, if you're not in a relationship with somebody <clears throat> in an accountability relationship, and what I mean by that is that you're accountable to them, they're accountable to you in a sense that you pray for them specifically. And they pray for you specifically. And then maybe in one of these areas you can say, listen, I'm only, I, I have this sense and I don't know um, how to measure everything necessarily because how do you measure these things? You could get really legalistic, say, well, this past year I only read my Bible once a month. And, oh, you should do that every single morning and it should be for this particular length of time. You could get really legalistic of any of these areas. But the point is of accountability is that you would ask somebody, hey, listen, I'm only maybe a one. I'm barely functioning in this area. I haven't read a book in the last two years. I haven't applied my mind to anything, to learn anything. Can you help me? Can you challenge me because I'm going to read this book? Do you have a suggestion of a book for me to read? A class for me to take? Somewhere to sharpen my mind? And so you could use any one of these areas and you ask somebody who you respect and who you trust, can you pray for me and I'll pray for you. And so I, I was thinking this morning of all kinds of different things uh, as a pastor, as the, the my responsibility and I'm trying to learn this, but it takes a lot of emotional growth in my own life to uh, what's my job here? Is it to be your friend? According to Scripture, it says to prepare people for works of service, to prepare people in their walk with God, to basically just do what Jesus said, follow Him and love people. And so my particular opportunity would just say, hey, you guys, if you're not in a relationship with somebody who's praying for you specifically and who you are praying for specifically, maybe this, over the next couple of weeks, you lay that before the Lord and say, Lord, I, could you direct me to someone I can love that way and someone that can love me that way, that I could be accountable to somebody because right now I'm out of tune in several areas of my life, and no one knows. And worse than that, no one really cares. Personally, intimately, effectively, so that I have to show up, and the next time I see them, if I didn't pull my weight, if I didn't carry my responsibility, it's going to matter in that relationship. And I need to quit hiding those areas. And I need somebody I can reveal that to. And some of you say, hey, come alongside me in this area to call me up, to help me and hold me accountable. And so as I was reading again uh, Romans 12, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And I, the best I can understand that means that each day, each week, each month, that we do our best to keep ourselves in tune with, with functioning at our best that we can do. And that's going to be individually in each area. 
And so the question is, it, it's, it's a beautiful, haunting question. Are you where you ought to be in each of these areas of your life? And maybe I missed some, and that's okay. It's just a simple tool. It's an opportunity to recalibrate, to retune, to measure, and say, hey, um, Lord, I know that you don't want me to be out of tune. I know that you want me to be able to sing my song, my life song, and that my life song would be a, a witness and an encouragement to the people I'm walking on this journey with. It says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, Romans 12, 1 and 2, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. This is your spiritual responsibility before God. That you, because only you as an individual, know where you're at in these areas. As you visit with people who are walking it out, as you visit with people who are seeking God, who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, who are practicing obedience and trying to learn what it means to trust God on a regular basis. So that's our privilege and that's our responsibility. So I would invite you. Um, and one thing I'm looking for, uh, we're looking for, is 11 volunteers. There's 12 months in a year. One of the things I would like to add to our time together is that we would give, we're going to study scripture, we're going to go back into Joshua, we're going to finish Joshua, and then we'll go to the next place where the Lord takes us in the Bible to study. But I want to add one thing on a regular basis, is that if somebody would share a little bit of their story, okay, to remember just that Mia, I, I invited Mia a couple of months ago. It's been several months. But she shared a little bit of her story of when she was overseas and she got sick. And, and just how God walked her through that. And I have some, I, somebody all of, already volunteered for this month to share a little bit of their story. But that would be an awesome thing. Is that we would have an opportunity to get to know that individual more. And you would have an opportunity to step up and say, here's my story. Here's what God has been doing in my life. And so I want to give that opportunity. So I'm looking for 11 people who want to volunteer to share their story, a brief part of it. And that would be part of this. And then I would invite you to pray for me as I take this same thing and apply it to my life. And here's how, here's what I'm learning, okay? I'm learning that I can go to individuals I trust, individuals I respect, individuals whose lives I'm watching and have the privilege to walk alongside. And I can say, listen, I can see that in this particular area of my life, there could be more. There could be more health. There could be more responsibility. There could be more outpouring. Can you help me? Can you walk alongside me? Can you teach me? some of these things that I see that you're doing well. And that's a privilege and that's a responsibility that we can take up. 
And so as we close our time today, that's my invitation as we move into the new year, is that God would lay on your heart, you know what, I'm going to, maybe you're going to go away, I'm going to go way out to next November. Give me time to get a little five-minute story of my life, just a glimpse of what God's doing in my life and share it with the church family. And then to find somebody, if you don't already have somebody to be held accountable to, and you're accountable to them, they're accountable to you, maybe it's two or three of you in a group, but that you would have somebody that you could live your life with in an intimate way to um, spur one another on to love and good deeds. So we close our time together, and once a month we practice uh, the Lord's table. And we have a time of looking at um, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus